Trauma to Triumph. I'm Annabelle Ingleton. I'm your host and your coach for the week. Um, This episode, you guys, if you're listening, you're ready to talk some money, 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 money. And I'm so excited to record it. I have literally been putting together all of the deets and content for this episode. It's really taken me a while to like really put it together because I want it to be just really comprehensive and break a lot of stuff down for you guys. I joked about this on Instagram the other day. I was like, I could be charging for this episode, all the value that's wrapped up in here. And I really hope you get a lot from it. And if you do, share it with someone, share it with people you know, who you know, who you know whose money's funny and could really benefit from this, right? So we're going to get right back, right into it. Um, I, I really debated like how to start this episode and where to take you guys, but I think I'm going to do a really thorough job with the notes, the show notes of the podcast. So that way, when you're listening to the show, if you want to look at some notes that I wrote down and maybe follow along and it can probably help you definitely check out the show notes here on the podcast. Okay. So check out that link, but we're going to get right into it. So we're going to be talking about how to heal your money wounds, how money wounds are created, how your ability to earn money is directly, directly guys correlated with whether you've healed a lot of your traumas and yeah, So I really want to show you guys how your external life is big, big, big proof of what's going on internally. And this is your beliefs, your thoughts, your emotions, your nervous system, all that good stuff. And I don't think a lot of people correlate income with trauma, but once you're done listening to this episode, you're going to understand how they're correlated. And I'll tell you this, guys, when I started doing the work, my money stopped being funny. Okay. I was a broke ass chick. If you've heard me tell my story on the podcast before we grew up, I grew up with seven brothers and sisters. My mom was a single mom and we grew up on welfare, food stamps, you know, no money, like just barely even the basics. Um, I had no proof of entrepreneurship, you know, success, wealth, abundance, nothing. And when I say that I feel like I'm the complete opposite of what I grew up seeing, that's a really big feat. If you, if you guys know someone who is successful and they came like they're like where they grew up, how they grew up, what they were shown, how they lived is antithetical to what they have now, please know they did a lot of work. They've done some inner work. Or they just really pushed against the, you know, their their protection um, parts and and still worked against it and worked really bravely to to change their their existence. But a lot of people, this is why I see so many people who've done a lot of healing work, guys. There, it's not a, a fluke. It's not a, like a little coincidence that when you do work and you heal your stuff, you become a magnet for abundance, for love, 
for wealth, for success, for creating whatever the heck you want to create. And I'm going to show you guys how that's the case. I am a six-figure earning coach. I was able to earn six figures my first year of business. Um, And it's because I did all my shit. So I really want to encourage you guys, if for no other reason to heal your traumas, but to make money, listen, that's a fucking good ass reason to work on your stuff, right? And I want to show you guys how they are connected, all right? So I want to start off by kind of explaining and painting a picture about maybe where you're at right now and and also like where I was, all right? I work with a lot of people and I tend to work with a lot of entrepreneurs, which I love. I love attracting entrepreneurs because I feel like I speak like they speak my language I know their story I know their struggle and I understand where they're trying to go and I understand all the all the issues they're having and so um I when I talk to a lot of my clients who are entrepreneurs or maybe even they um I work with a lot of coaches too I work with I even worked with a lot of therapists and then people who work in you know typical corporate America really successful people, um, they are sometimes, if not always, struggling to make the income that they want to make. They are, people come to me because they're saying, you know, I'm stuck, I'm feeling unfulfilled in my life, and it's reflected in my body, in my health, in my relationships, the quality of my emotions, like I'm not feeling safe, I'm feeling very anxious and stressed and worried and angry or depressed, and the quality of their life isn't what they thought it would be. And where they're at now, they're, they understand based on a lot of the content that I share that the results that they have right now are really de- correct, you know, correlated with their past traumas. So when we talk about money, I want to offer guys that when you don't have the money that you want, when you are when your money's really inconsistent. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll say it like this, guys. These are some of the ways that you can tell if you have what I call money wounds, but more than anything, it's, it's unhealed wounds and it's showing up in your present world reflected in your income. Okay. And this could be the way you earn, the way you spend, the way you feel about money, your relationship with it. But um, we'll just talk about it in terms of like income, earning, management, safety, how you feel about it, okay? So a lot of things, a lot of ways that you can tell if you have money shit, <laughs> money wounds, is your money's really inconsistent. Like you have times when you earn a lot of money and there's times where it just like, you, it's gone, like you have that feast and famine cycle. If you're in sales, if you're an entrepreneur, you have those times where it just, you have a lot of money and then you don't have it. Okay. So you are, your money's really inconsistent. You maybe are an entrepreneur and you're not raising your prices. You're not asking for the amount of money that you know that you should be earning. Okay. You're discounting your prices. If you're a salesperson, if you're employed and you have a, you know, a normal corporate job, maybe you aren't applying for the promotions, you know, you're, or maybe you're not going back to school to get the degree to get you the promotion of the job that you want. Okay. Um, you're overspending. You believe that it's hard 
to spend money. Like when you spend money, you get very activated. It triggers you. You don't like it. It feels very uncomfortable. It's hard for you to spend money. If it's hard for you to receive money, if someone wants to give you money, if someone wants to give you gifts, if someone wants to give you a raise, if someone wants to um, uh, just in any type of receiving income, okay, it feels very, very hard for you. And if you're an entrepreneur, this looks like selling. It's hard for you to um, sell for like ask people make offers and it's hard for you to when maybe when someone decides to pay you you're di- you'll discount your prices or you're you'll like talk your you'll talk your way out of the sale okay um let me see what else i have written down okay so those are the main ways that i think a lot of people how much money is showing up in your life right now okay or another one you're hoarding money you're like you save it you won't spend it like you will you feel like you need to have a lot in the in your in the bank you need to have a lot in the savings and spending feels really really difficult to you okay so these are all signs these are all like results of money wounds okay and when you when you're experiencing any of these things in your life most of the time you're not earning what you want to make right you're either broke you're not earning what you want to make or you don't feel safe with money you or you have like a quote unquote bad relationship with money money scares you there's fear around money you don't feel safe around it okay and i want to explain what creates these feelings and these this ultimate result okay when we have money and we have abundance and we have wealth and we have tons of income and we have success your ability to be abundant and attract money and make it as often as you need it for it to be super consistent and flow like a river like the faucet is running and things are always coming in okay when you feel safe around money we've all seen those people who feel really confident with money right they earn a lot they spend it easily they have like this blind faith that it's going to come to them they um, talk about money really easily they have no shame around it these are people with really abundant mindsets and here's why and this is I really do feel this way about money guys I used to be so terrified about money like I couldn't spend it and then when I would have money I would overspend I would have feast and famine cycles when I was in sales and real estate sales before. I would be broke one day and have a lot of money the next. I didn't manage it well. I avoided my bank account, all the things. And now I feel very safe around money. I feel like I can make money at the drop of a hat. Um, It's not even a question about whatever goals I have. I always hit them. It's a very different experience that I have around money. Okay. We've all met these people and it's like, how the fuck do you do this? Why, how do you, how can you just believe that you're going to make money? Our ability to be abundant is directly attached to our ability to trust ourselves and the world. We tend to think that we don't have money because it's just this untouchable, like gettable thing. We've never had it before. It's just like this entity, but it has everything to do, or we think it's like strategy. We think it's like, oh, we don't know how to invest. We don't know how I need it. If I learned, if I learned how to do this business and I can make a lot of money, or if I learned how to sell crypto or NFTs, if I learned how to sell houses, if I learned how to do this business, then I'm going to miraculously make money. Nope. The means is never the thing. It has, I could do, I could, you could 
put me in a, in a new country with a new language and I bet you I could sell and make money very quickly because it ha- doesn't have anything to do and you and like so you gave me a job I could be, I would be so successful at whatever job I have and make a lot of money I didn't always feel that way but the reason I'm able to feel that way is because I have trust in myself your ability to earn has nothing to do with money itself it has to do with a, an ability to trust yourself because the way you make money is through your own means right you have to go to work. You have to start the business. You have to make offers. You have to talk to clients. You have to knock on doors. You have to network. You have to create a product. You have to provide a service, right? We all do it in some way, but we are the conduit. You are the conduit to creating the income, right? To making the money. But when you don't trust yourself, when you don't love yourself, when you aren't connected to your highest self, you will not feel safe and you will not trust yourself to earn the money. So it has everything to do with how you are with yourself, your relationship to self. Does that make sense, people? Okay. Money, because you are the person who earns the money and who creates the money and who provides the service or does the job or clocks in or gets the clients or sells, you know, whatever it is that you do, you fix cars, you repair cars, you put in flooring, you paint houses, you do eyebrows, you sell clothes, you're a coach, you whatever, you know, mortgages, whatever you do, you are the person that gets the money, right? So you trust your, so if you trust yourself, and you love yourself, and you know you're skilled, and you know you're smart, and you know you're capable, money doesn't feel scary to you. It feels like, oh, I'm so good at this. Like, I, I can make whatever I want. Like, I'm so skilled at repairing cars. Like, I have a car shop. Like, I built this. Like, I can make money anytime. It doesn't have to do with the cars or the repairs that you do. It has to do with you being the person that is able to make the money. And the way you me, the way we make money is our belief in ourselves. I'm going to say that one more time. The way we make money, the way we earn money is our belief in ourselves. Does that make sense, people? I'm going to give you an example. When you go to school to get a degree, you you have a bachelor's now, let's say. And let's say you go to school and now you have your master's. And now you have this bachelor's degree in, let's say, sales, business. Now you have a master's in health administration, like a specific like industry, right? Medical administration. I'm thinking of my twin sister because that's what she does. She has an MBA in health administration and she runs two big autism centers. Well, she makes a lot of money. And the reason she has faith in herself to make that money is because she feels qualified. She has these degrees. She has this experience and working at her other jobs before. And now she runs the centers and she has faith in herself because she has these skills. And she says, I'm her employer hired her and said, because you know all this stuff, here's your paycheck every two weeks or salary or however often she gets paid. And she feels very qualified. She believes in her skills that she's learned. And now she makes that money. She was able to apply for the job probably, right? Let's say, I think actually they vetted her and they sought her out, but still nonetheless, because of her qualifications, they believed in her and she believed in herself and said, I can do this job. 
I'm going to apply for it. I'm going to get it. She does it. She goes to work every day. She feels good. She makes money. The money comes in every two weeks, month, however she gets paid, right? Because she trusts herself that she can make it. I am a coach. I've done all the trainings. I've taken all the classes. I read all the books. I've done the healing myself. I do the work every single freaking day. And because I do all these things, I have all this trust and faith and belief in myself that because I do it with me, I can do it with anybody else. So when I go and sell and talk to clients and talk to potential clients and talk on Instagram and Instagram live and do all the share this podcast, I trust all the knowledge that's in my brain, all the all the results that I've had, and it makes me very, very um, confident. And so I'm able to sell at a really high level and make the money I make and charge what I charge because I believe in me, and I can I believe that I can get people success, I can get them results, and so I am expensive to work with, and I have a lot of clients, and therefore I make a lot of money. But it's because I believe in myself. Here's what I want to offer about trauma and I want to connect it to this. When we've experienced trauma, attachment wounds in our past, and when we've been exposed to certain things in our life and, and then our, our relationships or what have you, okay, we it changes it creates limiting beliefs in ourselves. Okay. These these traumas, these attachment wounds, these these legacy burdens that we've learned from our family, it creates and I'm gonna get really specific about money itself, right? We, our money story, our beliefs around money, like I used to have really unpleasant and negative, I don't like using negative and positive, but I'm going to use it in this context because I think it applies. I used to have really negative beliefs around money before because I didn't have the conceptual capacity to understand my ability to earn what I make now, okay? I had a very limited view on what was possible for me working a nine to five, making, you know, I used to make like $36,000 a year when I was like in my twenties. And to me, that was like a a bazillion dollars. Not even that. I think I made that when I met my husband, I was like 32. I was old. And I, and to me, $36,000 was so much money. I had my condo, like my daughter, and that felt like a lot, but because to me, that was a lot to me. Right. So my beliefs around making $36,000 was all created and formed on all my past experiences, right? We know we are a sum total of what we are today has everything to do with our past and our experiences that we've had. So if you've experienced attachment wounds, trauma, events that have happened to you, because we already know, I've said this a million times, trauma creates limiting beliefs about ourselves, which creates unpleasant emotions, which creates thoughts and stories about the world, which then creates behaviors. And then behaviors give us our results, right? So if we've experienced trauma in our life, if we've seen our family, and and I'm referring to legacy burdens too, right? Trauma, attachment wounds, and legacy burdens. And if you don't know what a legacy burden is, guys, go listen to my episode. I think I recorded it like two weeks ago. So it's it's like episode 50 or something, um, or 51. Legacy burdens are these burdens that now you carry, these thoughts, stories, beliefs, emotions, um, behaviors that we have picked up from our family of origin, from our culture, from our friends, but more than anything, it's typically our family because that's who we grew up with, you know, most of the time, right? Whoever our caregivers were, we picked up all these ideas. And when it comes to money, we picked up ideas and beliefs about money. Our parents, our caregivers, our foster parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, siblings, 
whoever you grew up with, all showed us what their beliefs were. They showed us their actions around money. They showed us their spending habits. They showed us all the things that they believe about money. And remember, whatever we're subjected to, that's what we learn. That becomes our that becomes our programming. That becomes our software program in our subconscious mind. Whatever we saw and whatever we heard and whatever we experienced, whatever we were told, that's what our our money beliefs end up being. Okay. So for me, y'all, my dad was like a sales car salesman for a long time. Then he had a wholesale florist business. My dad was very entrepreneurial. He's a hustler, um, and he. I remember he used to always tell me like dress for the job you have, not for the, you dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. So he was always like dressed to the nines. And he was like, I was like, you're all fancy when he didn't like really need to dress that way. But he believed he was like bigger than life. Right. Um, and my mom, I remember my mom telling me when we were younger, your dad would make $200 and he would spend four. Okay. So I heard this many, many times guys. And what do you think happened to me when I got older? My ass would make $200 and I would spend 400. Okay. I always lived beyond my means. So I grew up hearing there's not enough money. Um, when my parents split up, my mom was on welfare. We had food stamps. We would go to like the Salvation Army and get like bread and food and the food banks. And, um, you know, um, we would go to battered women's shelters whenever we would leave my dad and we were just everything was handouts and the swap meet and thrift stores and basic minimum not like utter complete poverty but I mean basic I mean it wasn't destitution but it was you know super crazy low income we didn't have enough and what I saw was I didn't see my mom work I saw my dad work but I was only I wasn't with them a long time right so all I saw was my mom never worked she basically got handouts, right? She asked for stuff and people gave it to her. She never worked for money. The government took care of us. Um, she would, I, we never had enough money for anything extra. Uh, we just complete and utter basic and never having enough. Okay. So if I grew up hearing that there's never enough money that, uh, we, you can't get that no to every single thing we ask for. I never saw my mom work. My mom never instilled go to college. She was just like, just graduate, graduate and get a job. I don't trabajito. Just get a job and a job like that'll be enough. Right. After you go to high school, that's enough. And so in my mind, all I saw and learned was barely enough. Do whatever you've got to do to get by, ask people for money the government will take care of you, things like that. Okay. But then I also saw my friends. I remember when I moved to Rialto here here in Southern California. And when I was 15 and a lot of my friends lived in big old houses, like, well, I mean, to me back then they seemed like big, they seemed rich. And cause I lived in the hood, like we lived in the ghetto of all ghettos of Rialto. Um, and my friends all had like two story houses or they just had like, you know, basic middle-class homes, but they looked very rich. And I remember always thinking like, wow, like they, like, I remember thinking how it was so like, they were so rich because their mom gave them like a dollar or $2 every day to go like get a chimichanga for lunch. Like, oh my God, they must be rich. Like your mom gives you money every day, you know, to get lunch. And, you know, we never had any of that. So I remember wanting it. I remember feeling like we never had enough. I I remember friends having nice clothes and things like that. And we just didn't have any of that until we started working. I started working my senior year. My twin sister started working like sophomore year. And she basically like 
bought all our makeup, our clothes, all the things. If she didn't work, like, I don't know what the heck we would have done. And then when I started working, I always had like a nine to five after that. So I grew up with really different beliefs around money, right? This is what shapes you guys, okay? What we see growing up, think about all the things that you heard, all the stories that you heard around money. These are the typically the things that inform what you now believe when you're older. It's subconscious. It's not, a lot of times it's not conscious, but this determines what I call your money temperature, your money baseline, your internal temperature of money. What that means is you will have an idea of like what's enough, like what you're able to earn, your capacity to earn. Like, and a lot of times, and I think I've talked about it on another episode before, if you make more money than your what feels comfortable to your nervous system, to your body, what you're used to, you'll you'll lose it. You'll sabotage it. You'll spend it. You'll do something to lose the money and you're because your body, your nervous system doesn't feel comfortable, doesn't feel safe with earning more money. It's like, "Ooh, this is this is we're not used to doing this. Like we're not used to spending you know, making $50,000. Like Annabelle, you're used to making 36,000. We got to spend those 14k somehow. Freaking blow it somehow, right? So our legacy burdens, the things that we grew up hearing from our families, things that it, we experienced in our past with our traumas and attachment wounds, they all inform how we feel and what we think about money, okay? Let's talk about the trauma and attachment wounds. Our trauma and attachment wounds create limiting beliefs about ourselves. So, and they're all lies. I've told, I talked about this before. They're all lies. They're all lies. They're not true. You're not worthy. You're not capable. You're not lovable. You're not enough. You're too much. Um, the world isn't safe. Like all these beliefs about yourself, right? Um, these are all lies because you're disconnected from your highest self. You're in your protective parts. Trauma makes you feel like the world is unsafe. So now you believe all these things about yourself and you have all these unpleasant emotions. You have all these thoughts and stories about the world. Like I could never make a lot of money. Only other people can make money. I have to work hard to make money. Um, uh, I can never be a millionaire. I can never be self-employed. I have to work a nine to five. College is too expensive. I, you know, I'll always be in debt, whatever stories. And now you have behaviors that you now do because of all those things, right? Because of the limiting beliefs, because of the emotions, because of the thoughts and stories. And now you do certain behaviors. What are some of the behaviors that some people might do? It's all the things that I talked about in the beginning, right? Your money's inconsistent. You're not raising your prices. You're discounting your prices. You're spending, you're overspending, you're hoarding money. You're doing all these things. It's showing up in your money. I, I always believe that show me someone's income and I'll show you what's going on in their mind. I know exactly how they feel about the world. I know how safe they feel about the world and how much they trust themselves based on the money they earn. Because it's a direct correlation about your internal life, what's going on inside, and your ability to earn a certain amount of money, okay? So, all right, I talked about how our past affects our ability to, to trust ourselves, right? And how your trauma can create all those, and it informs your beliefs around money, right? Um, some of the things that are really unique to us Latinos, and I talk about this, guys, because I know I have a really large Latino audience, and I think it's super, super important for us to not underestimate and really pay attention to the nuances that are unique 
to our culture that really play into our money beliefs. Sometimes we forget these things, but I really want to point them out, not to glorify them or or cement them in your mind. If anything, I just want you to just take notice of it, but I want you to see how it informs your money beliefs and how it informs your ability to think that you can earn more and be successful. Because a lot of us are first generation Latinos or this um or you were you know you were born in Mexico and you're you know you're maybe you're you you yourself are an immigrant, okay? But a lot of us like myself who's 41 and I was born here in California, my parents came here and a lot of you guys listening, our parents came here illegally. And if they came here illegally, think of that alone is such a big trauma, guys. And when they when our parents come here illegally, there's a lot of fight or flight that they're living in because they don't speak the language, they don't have jobs, they're undocumented, they're maybe, you know, they snuck into the country, they aren't gonna live life very big. They're gonna play very small because of the governmental, you know restrictions that are against us, right? They don't have green cards or um, there's just a lot of limitations, right? So because of that, think about what, what our parents did for work. A lot of them had to get really low paying jobs, working in the fields, you know, housekeeping, you know, just like basic, basic low paying jobs that paid cash so they could fly under the radar in the meantime of maybe them getting their green cards and things like that. And they just thought really small. Some of you guys were are blessed. Some of you guys didn't have parents that worked like this. Some of your parents came here. They did it the legal way. Like my ex-husband, his parent, he he's from Honduras. He was born in Honduras. And his parents were from Nicaragua and Honduras. And But him and his sister were born there. But they all came here legally. Like they got the papers and they did it the, like, you know, the quote unquote legal right way, right? So they were, it cha- It really changes the safety that one feels in a country and it affects the way they approach work. It, it, it changes their belief around what they can do for income, okay? But if we talk about how our families, like specifically I'll speak to mine, right? My parents, my mom used to work picking strawberries in the fields. Um, I don't remember what my dad did initially, but he used to be like, he used to be like a fucking coyote. Like he would bring all his family. I think he got paid and he brought a lot of people over. So like his hustle was literally doing fucking illegal shit, right? So think about the things that um, our families were doing. Um, You know, they're cleaning houses, really laborious jobs, you know, um, cleaning offices. Um, It affects their ability to earn and it affects their capacity to think big. No más, like, mira, no más agarra un trabajito. Just get a little job. Just as long as you're making money, you know, just, you know, that's enough. They thought really, really small because for them, that felt like a lot. Coming to this country was a huge feat, let alone working minimum paying jobs, if not even that, or getting paid cash under the table because they're fearful of like getting pulled over or getting, you know, just work because they had to wait for the green cards. This creates a very limited belief system around money and around their income and around their, around their ability to earn. So what we see growing up affects how we now see the world. If you saw your parent working, working like this, can you see how it affects your concept about the world, 
okay? I'm not saying that because your parents had low-paying jobs, laborious jobs, that you are now destined to not make a lot of money. A lot of people have what I call like post-traumatic growth. They, or they did the complete opposite. They're fueled by seeing their parents not make a lot of money, which was, I think for me, I was like, growing up sucked being poor. I never want to be that way. I'm going to do the complete opposite. So I always tried to um, learn and be really inquisitive and ask questions so that I can learn a lot so I can always move up in my jobs and try to make more money, okay? But that still wasn't enough because I was still never making enough. I was still overspending. I had like the feast and famine cycles. It still just didn't, it didn't matter, okay? But we'll get into that. So some of you may have grown up like I just explained, but then had the wherewithal to do the complete opposite, right? Like, let me hustle. I don't want to fucking do anything that my parents did, which is great. You guys went to school. You did all the things. I didn't because I was not, the legacy burdens were placed on me to carry and it was just, just get a basic job. That's enough, right? So understand that for us Latinos, we have a very, very unique, um, problem or issue that affects us in a very different way because of the immigrancy, because of the language barriers, because of the low income paying jobs, um, because of all those things. And it really plays into what we see and how, what we believe about, about money. Okay. All right. Now we're going to get into the attachment style stuff. So this is the fun part, at least for me. Okay. So I want to relate how money is very much a relationship just like our relationships are with people and love okay income money is what we have when we have a relationship with money we get income and when we have relationships with people we get love okay so if you know what attachment styles are you know that there's secure attachment and then the other three are insecure okay and i want to relay your attachment and your relationship with money because i think it's it's so clear and very, very closely correlated and just like almost like a mirror image because of the relationship aspect. Money is energy. Money is currency. Money is an entity that we use to survive. We literally need money to live in this world. It's a survival mechanism, right? Like we need it to buy food, to buy shelter, to have a car, to buy motherfucking Wi-Fi so you could be on your cell phone, right? Like we need money to live. So when we don't have it, it can create a lot of survival um, responses. It can create um, a lot of unsafety. It puts us into fight or flight. It can put us into shutdown, okay? The same way that we need safety and connection with human beings, right? Are, there's, two, there's two main ways, uh, two styles of, of attachment. There's, you're either secure or you're, you have one of the three insecure attachment styles, anxious, avoidant, or... Um, disorganized. I'm not going to go into the three in terms of money. I just want to talk about it in terms of secure attachment with money and insecure attachment with money. Okay. So I'm going to break that down. Hold on one second. I'm pulling up my notes because I wrote them down. All right. So someone who let's say has a secure relationship with love with people, right? We already know what your attachment style. If you feel really secure in a relationship, you feel really secure in expressing your needs, making requests for what you need. You feel really secure making boundaries. You feel really safe with people. You feel it's okay to to um 
tell someone when they hurt you. You feel okay when someone leaves because you trust that they're going to come back. You feel um, fine to express yourself affectionately, um, to talk about your emotions. It's just, you feel very, very safe with people. You trust people. You like spending money. I mean, you like spending time with people. When you have a secure attachment style, uh, there's basically, think about it like no one's ever cheated on you. You had a great upbringing. Your parents really supported you in every way. You were loved, kissed, hugged, all those things. You have a very secure attachment to love, to relationships, to people, right? And I want to paint what it would look like if you have a very secure attachment and relationship with money. Because money, guys, I want you to think about it like it's your boyfriend or it's your girlfriend or it's your partner, okay? It is literally a relationship, Money is something that you spend time with, that you love, that you fear, that you hate, whatever you want to call it. But I want to give you guys what um, an example of what it would look like to have a very secure attachment with money, okay? Um, if you have a secure attachment with money, you feel like money comes to you very easily, okay? That you can make it and earn it whenever you want. You trust money, okay? You love money. You spend time with money, meaning you manage it and you like have budgets and things like that. You you want you look at the bank account and you want to see what's going on, right? You want to spend time with it. You um, when money goes, aka when you spend money, you feel fine when you spend money. When you when money comes back to you when you receive it, you're okay and happy to receive money. Okay, um, you feel really safe with it. You don't hoard it. You don't just like keep it to yourself and keep it in a bank account and never spend it, okay? You invest it and you, you're okay with watching it grow and, and encouraging it to grow, okay? You can see how it's very reminiscent and very closely, it's like a mirror image of what it would be like to have a secure attachment with a person, right? That's the ideal, when you believe that, when you trust yourself to make money, when you believe that you can make any amount of money you want, you can make goals, you spend time with it, you could spend it, you can receive it, that's a secure attachment to money. You can have an insecure attachment to money. And I want to explain what that is. And we all know the three um, attachment styles relationally, right? With people, I'm not going to go into them, but it's avoidant, anxious, or disorganized. So some of the things that you might feel if you have a an insecure attachment to money, okay, is you don't trust money. You don't know how to love it. You don't have like a good relationship with it, okay? Or you hate money or you fear money. Money feels like you have like this love-hate relationship with it, okay? Um, You don't spend time with money, aka you don't manage it. You don't like looking at your bank account. You avoid it, all right? You spending feels so uncomfortable, you get like it really activates you. It triggers you. You feel like the world's ending when you have to pay your bills. Like you avoid paying your bills. I know a lot of you guys can relate to this. I can relate to this so much. I used to feel this way every fucking month. And then think about what you do when you don't spend, when you don't pay your bills. You'll end up, because you don't pay your bills because you're scared to spend it because it feels so uncomfortable when the money would go down in my bank account. Then I would spend it on stupid shit and then I wouldn't have money to pay my bills and then I would be in this like, oh my God, now I got to go borrow money. It was this horrible cycle, right? I know a lot of you guys can relate to this, okay? So spending money feels really uncomfortable. Earning money feels really even more uncomfortable making money, okay? Asking for it, receiving money. Um, you have no boundaries around money, meaning you will overspend, 
Okay. You will, um, or you avoid it completely. Okay. So you just like, you're not addressing the needs that you have. You don't have budgets. You're not like familiar with what you need. Um, it's your earning is super inconsistent. You have those feast and famine cycles. You have those times where sometimes you're making a lot of money. Sometimes you have it. And then sometimes you just fucking spend it all right. It's super inconsistent. Um, you don't believe in your, you have an inability to earn money. Like you don't know how to get promotions. You don't, you won't apply for the jobs. You won't go back to school to get the money because you have all these like beliefs around it. Right. Um, you don't believe you can make it. You can see how all these things in terms of having an insecure relationship with money or an attachment to money, it's very reminiscent of being avoidant, very reminiscent of being anxious, very, very reminiscent of being um, disorganized. Another way that it can show up for you when I, when I think of disorganized is if you can only make money when there's chaos. So let's say like all of a sudden you have no money. You're like, oh shit, oh my God, I got to make money. And then you just go and you work really hard because you're it freaks you out because you're like terrified that you don't have enough and then you make money and then once you have the money you get really lazy and you're like oh, okay I worked hard and now the money made you feel good you stop working you're not consistent right and then you spend the money and then uh, once again you spend it all and then what happens oh my god I gotta go make money you and then it's like this vicious fucking cycle of inconsistency of an inability to trust yourself and then you're just, there's just it, the water it's never flowing right we want our money we want our ability to earn money to be super consistent super easy we want there to be a lot of belief around there a lot of love around it a lot of safety a lot of connection to our money okay and when we don't have that it a lot of it again guys has to do with our ability to trust ourselves to make the money a lot of things that there's some things that we've done in our past that really inform how we feel and how we trust ourselves with money. If you have done things in your past that you have shame around guys around money, this can really affect your ability to trust yourself and thus you're you won't be able to you won't do the things now to earn the money because you don't trust yourself to manage it well. I'm going to give you some examples. If you filed for bankruptcy before, if you've had a repossession, if you've had a foreclosure on a home, if you've um, if you've had a low freaking crazy FICO score, right? If you've had lates on paying bills, things like this. If you had or you had a business that failed, and or you made an investment that really took a shit and it didn't like you lost a lot of money. When we've when we've made um, or you've stole money, okay? If you've lied about money and you stole it and did things like did bad things to earn money, these things. Because they had to do, they're like, literally, they're like traumas around money, guys. And if, if we've experienced things like this, we will have a really janky ass relationship with money because we don't trust it and we don't trust ourselves. We did, quote unquote, we did things that brought shame, shame on ourselves. And now money is a direct, like it, it triggers us. It reminds us of the things we did before. And our subconscious mind will say, uh-uh, remember last time we had money? Mm -mm. It's, we, we didn't do, we didn't do well by it. We didn't spend it well. We made a bad investment. We made bad choices. Nope. So we will literally and subconsciously block our ability to earn money because we, we have shame around these things we did. It's so important to clear this motherfucking crap up. These past events, you need to forgive yourself for it. You need to, you know, acknowledge that you did it 
and say, that was me back then, but I'm different now. You know, I'm doing all this work so that you can, again, be able to trust yourself because if you don't trust yourself, that's what blocks you from creating money in the future. Okay. All right. I want to talk with you guys about a couple concepts that I think are really, really helpful. And then I'm going to start giving you guys tips on how to heal your money wounds. All right. So I want to talk about your ability and your capacity to earn money. A lot of times we aren't able to earn because of all the things that we said before. And, but there's another reason that plays into it. Sometimes we have fear around money. And sometimes that we have fear around money, it typically has to do because we didn't, we did something in our past, again, right? That, remember I mentioned earlier that created this fear around our around money. We either, like we feel like money has hurt us in the past. And so now we have this fear around it. And so we subconsciously just stay away from it. We don't earn it, okay? Or we've done something that created shame and guilt around ourselves, around our ability to, to earn money. And so again, we still don't feel, we don't feel safe around it. We have a lot of fear around it. So if you fear something, you're not going to want to get close to it. You're not going to want to do things to earn it, to get near it. Think about love. Think about relationships. If you've been burned, if somebody cheated on you, now you have a fear around being in love again, because you will correlate relationships, love equal pain. So you won't want to be in a relationship again. People get really avoidant, right? So if we've done things, if we've made mistakes around money, if we've grew up not understanding it or ever having it, just like if you were, if you grew up not having love or affection or, you know, touch or emotional security, things like that, because it's not something we're used to having, our nervous system and our brain inherently has a resistance against it. So it doesn't feel comfortable doing things to obtain money. Okay. So that's one thing I really want to point out. Another thing that I notice is that there's some people who make a lot of money, but they spend it all, or they have the idea that they want to make a certain amount of money, but they can never get there. And one of the reasons that we tend to not get there is because of this concept around your money container. Okay. So we have containers, like think about it like a big fishbowl. Okay. A big bowl. Um, we have containers or the capacity to hold space for happiness, love, people, abundance, relationships, work. Okay. They're like jars and ideally they're full. And when they're full, we feel very satisfied. Our love tank is full when we have relationships that make us feel very safe, very connected. We haven't had a lot of ruptures. If we have ruptures or like issues, we work them out, but they tend to, we tend, they tend to stay very full. Okay. Now we have money container. Our money container is ideally full with money. Okay. Some people, everybody has different sized containers. Some people only want to make $30,000 a year. That's enough for them. Their container's kind of little, right? It's kind of small and and it's full. Let's say they have a $30,000 shaped container. That's theirs, right? Some and and maybe it's overflowing. Maybe it's like really full, right? Um which means that that's that's their earning capacity and they feel comfortable earning it and they feel pretty safe earning that kind of money, okay? So that's how you know 
what if whatever you're earning feels good to you, then that's your size container. Let's say you have a $30,000 a year size container and you feel very happy earning $30,000. Great. That's the size of yours. Let's say though you make $50,000 a year, but you feel not, not, not enough, like not really like you feel bored, but it doesn't feel like enough. Like you really have desires to buy more things, buy, buy things that are, would be afforded by making more money. Then you right now probably have a big container, but it's only filled up to 50,000. You have space to fill it up with more. Okay. Does that make sense? So right now it's not full all the way, right? So you probably can make a hundred thousand, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay. So let's say you earn now a hundred thousand dollars a year. It still doesn't feel like enough. Um, and let's say now you try and you make the next year you you earn a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but you feel really overwhelmed by how you're managing it. Like it's like it's too much work to manage it. It's too much work to earn it. Like it's 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 requiring you to work like 80 hours a week. And it just it's Oh, it's full, but for you, like feeling wise, emotion wise, stress wise, it's too much to manage. Your container's probably anywhere from $100,000 to $150,000, and you got to figure out where your sweet spot is. Okay. So $150,000 feels like too much work, right? It doesn't feel good to your nervous system, to your brain, to whatever. And it's, it's too much, like it's more than enough money, but a hundred thousand dollars still doesn't feel like enough. You're probably maybe like, let's say 125. And if you start doing work that makes, that earns you 125, you'll probably feel good. Like I have a client right now who she's self-employed and we were just talking about her money container yesterday. And she used to make, let's say she makes a hundred thousand dollars this year. And she's been really freaking stressed. Her caseload's way too big. Um, she has too many clients. It's a lot to manage, a lot of personalities. And she decided that she needed to make her container smaller and see, like get rid of clients to see if that would feel better. And it did. She probably cut her clients. She didn't cut them in half, but she got rid of a lot of them. And now she feels really, really comfortable there. Like that feels really good to her. Her container is actually smaller right? She didn't need everything she had. She even like downsized her car, like did a lot of stuff. Um, cause it was just, it wasn't, it was too much. So you can know what your container is based on its ability to, can you get it to capacity? Like, is it full? Can you get it full enough? Right. Does that, does that full amount, does it feel good to you? And, um, and you want to make sure too, there's no cracks and there's no holes in your bowl, right. In your, in your, in your jar, because you know that you have cracks or leaks, um, in your jar when you're either like, you're not managing it well, you're overspending or things like that. Like, it's just like, you're losing money. You want to make sure like you're able to manage it well. So you'll find out what your container is based on what you can manage. Like I'm, I've made the most money I've ever made this year in my business. And I'm still like, oh yeah, I can make way more. Like I can manage this. It's good. I can earn more. So my, I have a, I have a pretty big container. Like I, listen, I honestly, I want to make, I want to be a million dollar coach and I don't know where I will be, but month, you know, you typically I'm sure I'll see year by year, I'll be able to see what I can manage and if I can handle 
if my container is is a million dollar container, right? So I'll see. The more I earn, I still feel really good. I feel really comfortable. I feel very safe. My clients are good. Um, but I'm pivoting to earn it in a different way and seeing how that feels. So um, take note of what your container is. What amount feels good to you? Can you manage it? Is it full? Notice how that feels for you, okay? So that's one concept I really want to share with you because I think it's it's important to know because some people would just like make up a goal number like I want to earn a million dollars but do you know what it takes like what lifestyle and what it, it entails to earn that kind of money and the responsibility attached to it some people make that money and they're like fuck no this is way too much I feel I felt way more comfortable at 250 they they may scale down a little bit and get to there and that's where they feel good right you're only you know that you can manage it. So the other concept I want you to consider is uh, understand what your beliefs are around money. It's super, super important to know what your beliefs are because these beliefs that you have are totally influencing your thoughts and your capability, your earning capability around money. Okay. So if you think, if you think money is hard to earn. If you think you have to work really hard to make money, if you think there's never enough money, if you think um, you can't spend it or whatever beliefs, write down, do me a favor and write down all your beliefs. Okay. So you can kind of see them in black and white and understand what thoughts you have around money. And then ask yourself, why do I believe this? When did I start believing that this was the case for me? Why do I why do I believe that it's not safe to earn money? Why do I believe that if I earn money, people aren't going to be my friends? A lot of people think this, like they're scared to earn it. They think if I earn a lot of money, people aren't going to like me. If I earn a lot of money, people are going to ask me for money. If I earn a lot of money, um, I'm going to lose friends. If I earn a lot of money, I'm going to be stressed out and I can't manage it well. Well, if you have these beliefs around money, guys, think about those beliefs don't make you feel very pleasant, right? They don't give you like these excited emotions. And if you don't have excited emotions around money, guess what's going to happen? Your nervous system ain't going to like money. So it's going to say, nope, we're not going to earn money because money doesn't feel good to us. We want our emotions around money to feel really, really good. We want we want our emotions around money to feel excited, grateful, joyful, um, happy, abundant, confident. We want them to, we want our nervous system to feel really good when we think about money. So ask yourself, what beliefs do you have? When did they start? Go back. Did you do something in your life that made you have now learn this belief around money? If so, you need to, you need to tend to that wound. You need to forgive yourself for that event. You need to, you know, do some work around it and sit and just acknowledge that it happened. You know, you filed for BK, you got a divorce and you had to sell your house and it fucked up your credit or whatever. Things happen in our lives, right? So um, look back and try to connect the dots and see where that belief started. And you want to address it. And then if you don't want to have that belief anymore, do you have proof now in your life that like, it's really not true? No, I don't like money is safe for me to earn. I don't think that people are going to like hate me if I earn money. I don't think like, I really do think I can manage it. I just got to learn like some budgeting skills. I got to take a class. I got to read a book or whatever. Right. Um, but notice what your beliefs are honestly, right? Be really, really honest. You need to be honest about this guy. So you can really see where, your thoughts are so that you can combat them and change your beliefs around them. Now that you know what your beliefs are, 
where they started and now you're creating contradictory beliefs like what are the things that I actually what do you want to believe about about money make a list about the things that you do want to believe I want to believe that money is easy to earn I want to believe that I love money that I trust money that money is safe to spend I want to believe that money is um uh, my best friend that I that I trust myself with money that I have the capacity to earn you know to be a millionaire I want to believe that it's safe to earn money all the things right write those things down okay all right I want to make a list or read over a couple beliefs that I see are very common with people just to kind of jog your memory in case you're you're not really sure about you're like I don't really know what beliefs I have around money here are some that I hear very very often if I get rich, I will lose the people around me. If I get rich, I wouldn't be able to trust anyone. If I got wealthy, I would have to sacrifice my family, my health, or friendships to get there. Um, if I get wealthy, I would be less spiritual. If I got wealthy, I would have to compromise some of my values. If I get wealthy, um, it requires really, really hard work. Um with wealth comes greed, selfishness, and arrogance. So if you have thoughts like this, guys, I'm telling you, these beliefs will literally stop your mother freaking flow of money, okay? So notice where you're at with those. Rewrite them. What do you want to believe about money? Write all these great things down, okay? There's this belief that I used to believe and that I think a lot of you may have and I want to kind of point it out because I don't I think it's like the sneaky little thing that people sometimes don't understand a lot of people believe I will be happy when I earn x amount of dollars when I earn two hundred thousand dollars a year I'm gonna feel so good I'm gonna be so happy when I earn a million dollars a year I'm gonna be happy when I earn a hundred thousand dollars a year I'm gonna be happy I've heard this over and over and over and over and here's what I want to offer this is not true guys I'm sad to tell I feel sad to tell you but it's it's not true you're not gonna feel safe when you earn a certain amount of money because safety doesn't come from an external thing. It comes from your emotions and your thoughts and your beliefs. Here's why I will tell you this. There are, I think I've maybe even said this before on the podcast. There are millionaires who still feel broke, who literally are scared of shit every day. They feel like they don't have enough money. Money doesn't create safety. It's your thoughts and beliefs and emotions that create safety. Okay. And you feel safe when you feel protected and you feel in control when you trust that you can earn it again. The fear of money, like we think that we're going to feel good when we have money. When what's what's really happening there is we fear, we actually feel fearful at the thought of not being able to earn it. Okay. So, and if you feel fearful that you're not going to earn it again, it has nothing to do with the amount itself. It has to do with your ability to trust yourself to earn it again. I My money could be, I could have like $10 in my bank account, but because I trust myself so much, because I'm so much in belief and love and connected to source, when I'm in my highest self, guys, when you're no longer parts driven, when you're not long, when you're no longer operating from your wounds, when you're no longer operating from your protected parts, right? Your managers, your firefighters, and you are in your highest self, self is connected to source. 
Self is connected to God. Self is connected to universe. It's connected to energy, to, to, I'm sorry, to abundance. And it's vibrating at a very high energy. So because I've done a, a lot of work, which I do every single day, I'm not by no means saying I'm this perfectly healed person, but because I'm so, a lot of the time, I'm in, I try my hardest to always be in self-led energy. I'm in self-leadership. I'm not operating from my parts. Um, I feel very secure and I trust myself to be able to do anything I want to do. Remember, when you're in self-leadership, you believe that the world is safe. You believe that people have the best intentions. You have a lot of compassion for the world. You have this very optimistic and trusting view of the world. You have a lot of curiosity around things. You have compassion and clarity and confidence. And these attributes allow you to really think fucking big and just put your mind to anything and then take very secure action. And when you are in self, think about how that, how different that is than operating from your trauma and your wounded, fearful, scared, protective parts. Those parts are so scared. They don't trust the the universe. They think the world is not safe and people are going to take their money and people are greedy. But self believes that anything's possible. So when you're more in self, you f- I feel fine with no money and I feel secure with $100,000 in the bank, right? Because I'm like, good. I'm, I trust myself to manage it. I trust myself to earn it again. I trust myself in any way because I have so much self-love. And you guys, love is literally like, it's it's the biggest and best emotion that self carries and puts out into the world when you are in this abundant mindset this feeling of love of the ability to create it's you trust the world you trust yourself and I trust myself in any earning capacity whether I have a like if I lost all my money right now in a big investment I'd be like okay cool well I'll just I could just start taking new clients and I'm gonna make money and I'm fine I don't get very scared like I used to, like I it would freak me out to pay my bills every month because I'd be like, oh my God, the, my money's going to go down. And when am I going to earn money again? Like there was so much fear around it. No amount of money, even if I had like, like a lot, like thousands and thousands in the bank, I would still feel really freaked out because I didn't have full trust in myself, right? Now it could go down and it, I'm still very much in trust, right? I, I love myself. I know I could, I can create it. So Please know, guys, that it's never about the amount of money. You're not going to feel happy when you make the money. You have to feel happy before, and then you'll be able to make any amount of money, okay? Please remember that. Like, if, if you remember nothing else from this podcast episode, and that's the only thing you remember, please remember that. No amount of money, you're not going to feel happy when you make X amount of dollars. You need to feel happy before, and that makes it possible for you to earn that amount of money and you're going to feel great while you're making it while you're earning it when you're spending it when it comes and you're going to be able to create it even more double triple whatever okay so this is like a big concept that people I think don't consider and it's very very important so let's talk about how you create a secure attachment to money it's very similar to how you create a secure attachment in relationships with love, with people, with with um, connection, okay? We need to process our past traumas around our money wounds, number one. Remember how I mentioned earlier, have you made bad investments with money? Did you let someone borrow a large amount of money and they didn't pay you back? Did you file for BK? Did you have foreclosures? 
Do you, did you have bad credits or late repossessions? Did you spend a lot of money and make bad, you know, bad decisions? Um, uh, I want you to, to consider looking at all those events. Forgive yourself for them. Love yourself for them. Have compassion around yourself for them. They happened. We may have some of these things are not, or weren't even sometimes our fault. Like what if you got a divorce or someone stole your credit card and they fucked up your credit? Like that wasn't your fault. Make peace with these, with these times. And this will make a very big difference. Okay. Another thing that you need to do to create secure attachment around money is boundaries. You literally need to have boundaries around money. What this looks like is like how you spend time with it, how you allow it to be around you, right? And a lot of this is keeping a budget, knowing what you make, spending accordingly. Don't live beyond your means. These are personal boundaries you make with your money. Do you have a budget? Do you know what bills you pay every month? Do you know how much you make every month or every week or what kind of, you know, what your typical earnings are? Do you spend accordingly? Are you living beyond your means? These are personal boundaries that you want to utilize in your in your relationship with money so that you can feel secure, okay? Um, keeping your word around money, right? When you have a budget and you say you're going to spend only $200 at Target that month, bitch, go to Target and only spend $200 that month, right? You want to be able to create um, you want to keep your word around for, to yourself. It's so important. So you're not betraying yourself, right? We don't want to be in self-betrayal. So, um, boundaries, very, very important. Keeping budgets. Okay. Knowing what you make, spending accordingly. Um, you want to learn emotional regulation around your triggers around money. So a lot of us have financial triggers. We get triggered when we get activated, we go into fight or flight, or we go into shutdown when we spend money or when we receive money. Um, looking at your bank account and seeing that the number is going down can it, it cre- can create a lot. It can trigger people. It used to do that to me very much. I would, as soon as I would see, like I, if I thought I had a certain number and then I would open my, my computer and I'd be like, what the fuck? I freaked the fuck out, right? Why? Why, are, why do we get triggered around money? Money is necessary for our survival. We need it to live. We need it to pay our bills. We need it to eat. We need it to sleep. We need it to clothes. We need it to shelter, you know, cars, everything. And it is because it's so attached to our survival because we live in a capitalist, you know, community, world, country. When it goes down, it will trigger you. So notice, are you feeling triggered when the money, when, when your money is going down in your bank account. Okay. Are you feeling triggered when you spend it? Are you feeling triggered when you, when you receive it? Are you, or do you get triggered when people discuss money around you? When they're, when they're talking about what they're earning, when you feel like you can't afford to buy something or when just even the thought of looking at your bank account, is it triggering you? And I want to offer, if you are getting triggered around spending or receiving, or when people talk about money, there's comparison, there's, Things like that are triggering you when you see people going on vacation, when you see people driving certain cars or using their money to buy certain things, right? Have certain lifestyles. Is that triggering you? Notice that. If it is, you're having, you have some wounds there that you need to address, right? So definitely notice where you have triggers around money. 
Another way to build secure attachment around money is making small promises to yourself, right? I always talk about not betraying yourself, right? Keeping your word to yourself. Like some of the things that I do is like I drink a lot of water every day. I take my vitamins every day. I take my makeup off at night, which I never used to do. And I'm being really good about it. Um, What else? Um, There's things that you do in order to build self trust, right? You want to trust yourself with money. So you need to start doing things with yourself so that you can feel feel secure around money. What what can this look like for for you? Maybe it looks like checking your bank account balance every day. Maybe it maybe it means looking at your budget. Maybe it looks like spending only what you said you were going to spend on, right? Reconciling your checkbook or your bank account or your savings every day. Doing things like this where you're checking in you're noticing if you're getting triggered, you're regulating your emotions. This really, really helps uh, with, with your um, promises to yourself. It really, really helps trust yourself more. And if you trust yourself around money, guess what will happen? Your subconscious will say, oh, well, money feels good to us. We trust ourselves to make money. So if we trust ourselves to make money, then let's go do something to make money. And you'll do more task or oriented you know, money What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the term cash generating tasks. There you go. You'll do more things that will create more income in your life. Maybe you'll notice that once you start doing a lot of these things, you're, you go back to school to get like that degree so you can get the promotion. Maybe you're applying for the job. Maybe you're speaking up more at work so then people can see that you're more competent and you get a promotion. Maybe you're making more offers. Maybe you're raising your prices. Maybe you're not taking, you know, you're not giving discounts. Maybe you're, you know, things like this. Those are signs. Those are behaviors, right? The results that you're doing because you have trust for yourself. It's so amazing how it all correlates. Okay. And you want to notice these things. Um, another thing is you want to heal shame and create positive self-talk around money. What does that look like? Money affirmations, journaling your gratitude around money, making money goals okay these are so important guys you know if you know me and you follow me you know that i share money i'm sorry affirmations every day and i don't do it just to be cute because i want to post something cute on instagram no 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 everything that i share is so intentional it's all based on things actions that we can take and things that we can do in order to heal our traumas and create more safe and connected um, relationships you know, regulate our emotions, create secure attachment, right? So the affirmations, money affirmations are really, really helpful. Our beliefs, what we think and what we hear and what we read, guys, protect your motherfucking ears and your eyes and what you subject yourself to. Don't be following all these like janky, you know, freaking poverty ghetto accounts that are like overspending and being janky I don't know like things like that like notice what you're watching okay notice what you have in your ears notice who you're listening to are you just like following accounts and listening to podcasts and watching videos of like kids doing dumb things people spending money really badly being really shallow not you know talking about their FICOs and celebrating stuff like that like watch what's in your ears right our affirmations are really important can can you journal every day um, new beliefs around money. Remember I asked you earlier, make new money beliefs, right? What are some new beliefs you want to have? Write those down every day. The more you do this, the more you're, br- and you feel good feelings when you're writing the affirmations, it makes a big difference. Your nervous system starts thinking, oh, I love money. Feels really good to me. 
it feels really good to Annabelle. So whenever she thinks about loving money, like she feels good. So loving money is a good thing. Guys, there's nothing wrong with loving money. There's nothing wrong with it. There's this the saying in the Bible that people always, always mispronounce and misquote. It's um uh, people say that loving money is bad, but I think it's like the the greed, like it's a greed thing. When you're being greedy, that's what's bad, right? Loving money, there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. Like you, we need it. And I love money. I love talking about it. I like spending it. I like what it buys me, what it affords me. There's nothing wrong with it. Please get that thought out of your damn head. That's some poverty ass destitution thinking. We don't do that over here. Um, journaling gratitude. Be grateful for the things that you have now in your life. This is so important, guys. So, because if you're not happy and grateful for the things you have now, how can you be grateful for anything that's going to come later? How can you even want more or get more if all you're believing that you have is like, oh, look at my freaking house. Oh, look at my desk. Look at this. Like, I hate this. Like, okay, we all have things about our lives right now that we're not super content with that we're trying to upgrade or change, right? But what do you have in your life right now that you are happy with? What are you grateful for? What are What is money affording you right now that's making you really happy? Make those those gratitude lists, those gratitude journal entries are so, so important. Making money goals um, is, I think, is so fun and it really challenges you and it helps you create disconfirming experiences around money. If you don't know what a disconfirming experience is, listen to my, I think it's the last episode of the episode before this. Um, super, super important. Uh, y'all, if you, y'all, need to be, y'all need to know what that is. It's so important. So that's what positive self-talk looks like around money, okay? We want to build self-esteem around money. What does that look like? This is one that's really important. We want to have, we want to practice grateful spending and grateful receiving, when you spend money, guys, if it's a trigger for you, when you spend money, one of the things that I do is every time I buy something, every time, like I had to book a hotel room um, a couple of days ago because I'm going on this um, psyche retreat. And um, I remember like I, it's now it's such a habit. And I, I remember when I was doing it, I caught it afterward and I was like, damn, I already made it a habit and I'm so proud of myself for it. But grateful spending is basically when you, you know, you're clicking, you're buying things online. Most of the things that we spend, we're swiping our cards for, we're putting in our credit card information. It's fucking 2021, right? Who pays cash? I don't. But wait, if you do, that's fine. But every time you spend money, send love. Literally, guys, send, think of the love and send a grateful prayer out into the fucking card machine, into the computer, into your phone, wherever you spend it. Say, Thank you for this electricity that I that I'm paying that I received and I'm paying this bill. Thank you for my rent. Thank you for this home. Thank you for the glasses that I'm buying at Costco. Thank you for the food. Thank you, Lord. Um, if I'm paying for a service, I'm like, thank you for the person who's providing, like my my housekeeper Alba. I always give her, I always give her a really big tip. And she's always like, Ay, senora. And I'm like, just take it. Cause like I'm really, I feel so grateful for the work she does. And I I, I get for me grateful spending is not only my I, do I tell her I'm grateful like thank you so much for cleaning but I also do it with my money too I give her tips right when when you tip people don't be like mad about it send them love send them a message of, of gratitude of love when you're spending also when you're receiving money if you if you see money on the damn floor pick that shit up whenever I see money even my kids do this 
they see money on the floor and they're like, I'm a money magnet. I'm a money magnet. And we always pick up the money and I keep it. If I get someone sends me Venmo because I get referrals when I send certain people clients and when my my phone dings that Venmo ring you know that's like that money sound the cash register sound I'm always like yes thank you Jesus yeah I, and I get really excited I make sure I feel it in my nervous system guys you I always tell you the issues are in the tissues our nervous system is eight times stronger than our brain so we could think oh this is nice but when you feel the emotion in your body that gratitude when you receive money and that gratitude when you spend it it changes your game i'm telling you it's it's a game changer so that's a way that you can build self-esteem around money and it's it really is so fun to do all right um I wrote down improving communication around money. Again, I think that's grateful spending, grateful receiving. Um, And then I wrote down form a secure attachment with an individual. Um, So the way you can form a secure attachment around money with an individual, this basically means that you trust them, right? That That you love them, you feel very safe with them. The way that I interpret this and the way that I do it is what area in your finances can you begin to manage a little better or what are some things that you can do that you can put on auto auto payment so that you can build that like just trust and that consistency, that secure attachment with a certain merchant. What's a bill that you know you always pay because if you don't pay it, you don't want that shit to not get paid, like your cell phone bill, right? We all live on our cell phones. What if you set up your Verizon, T-Mobile, whatever, AT&T bill on auto payment so that you know like you're building that security with that merchant of automatically just paying it in full every month. Like you just know it's there You've and you like manage it well in the sense that like you make sure your money's in the account for that thing so it's always getting paid. Um, it's a way to form secure attachment with an individual or an individual merchant, okay? Um, I hope that makes sense. This has been so fun. I can't even believe I'm looking at the timer on this uh, podcast and it's been an hour and 17 minutes. I thought it would be long, but yo, I didn't think it would be this long. But these are, guys, all of my tips. I hope this knowledge all makes sense. I hope you... My, my biggest intention with this, guys, is for you to understand why your money looks the way it looks now, how it was, how that, how your lifestyle and what you're making right now, how it was created, right? Based on all your past, how it was informed, how it was, um, all the trauma and things like that, that created it. And the strategies that you can use moving forward to change it, Okay. You really can change it. You have complete and utter control over your ability to earn whatever amount of money you guys want, guys. It's really, it's possible. It's there for you. It's just a function of building security and trust within yourself, loving yourself yourself enough to know that you have the ability to earn what you want. You have the ability to dream really big. You have the ability to be connected to God, to love, to abundance, to that higher vibration so that when you're operating from that self-leadership, that really that self-love, anything's possible and you can take any action and you can have faith that when you take action, you're going to get the results you want. You're going to make the income you want. Okay. 
I hope this was helpful. Um, I'm going to do my best to, to write a lot of these uh, tips down in the show notes so you guys can take a look at them and and but maybe if anything hopefully you're taking some notes while you're listening to this and and some of that was helpful but more than anything what I'll put on the show notes is the last six seven or eight tips that I'm giving you guys um, about like the container and um, about how to create a secure attachment with money I hope it made sense in terms of comparing it uh, to your secure attachment with people and with love. And I, I hope you guys can all build and really learn to create a secure attachment with money because it's possible, guys. My money used to be funny AF and I feel so secure in my ability to earn my capacity or like my container I know is so big I haven't even gone near to to full and I hope it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and I really want to be proof you guys of, of what's possible when it comes to healing your money wounds because I was not always this way and I know that if I'm able to do this all of you guys are able to do it you all have the capacity to earn what you want in your careers in your businesses in your employment um, for your families, the investments you want to make, you have the ability to multiply it many times over. It's just, it's taking different action, believing different things. And there's really practical things that I think you guys can actually do that really can make changes. Okay. So I hope it was helpful and I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.